When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, folks. Yeah, we, as you can see, we're, we're in the car. We've got a bit of a spotlight on us. It's not supposed to be a, a foreboding uh, horror film. Um, although we actually did just... What an amazing link. We actually just watched the yeah. horror film on the pitch, didn't we? Yeah, horror show, um, yeah. So that's Joe Donoghue and I, Baron Cross, of course, Leeds Live uh, in the car after Leeds United's 3-0 defeat to Everton uh, at Goodison Park. Um, a lovely stadium, lots of character, um, but sadly lacking on the pitch today. Um I mean, I'm amazed if any of you even want to watch this because there are very, very few redeeming uh, features about today. Um, from minute one, Everton entirely outplayed Leeds and at no point did it feel like it was going to turn in Leeds' favour. Um, Everton, if anything, maybe should have won by more. Um, I mean, and <laughs> it's hard to start really, Joe, isn't it? It, it was just, it, it just felt like one-way traffic the yeah, whole way, wasn't it? It was from minute one. I think, I mean, the best place to start is probably uh, minute eight, minute nine. Yeah, uh, Stuart Dallas goes off injured. Um, he, he pulled up sort of a minute earlier. You spotted that, didn't you? Yeah, he was, he was in true Dallas fashion. He was trying his best yeah, to play for it, but clearly it was on, it was too much. It, yeah, it was too much for him. Um, and Leo Yelder came on in his place, and um, we'd noticed a few minutes earlier that, that Everton had gone four four two. So that meant that Robin Cock had dropped in, into a back three. He'd, he'd sort of separated Stroke and, and Urente. So there was a bit of a gap in front of the defence, and Dallas pulled up and oh, it was kind of in a collision wasn't it with, with mm. Iwobi um, uh, and, and it's not all bad news I mean you know he was Marcelo Bielsa couldn't provide a sort of a report or a diagnostic on, on Dallas but at, at full time he was walking, he was walking off yeah. on, on the pitch so um, <coughs> it's not like he was on crutches or you know having to, to uh, he had like ice on it or anything like that so but yeah, I mean, it was it was from minute one. It was even before Dallas went off. The yeah. the, the tone of the game yeah. was very much in Everton's favour, and Leeds never really put their stamp on it. They didn't really play in the way that we know Leeds can, um, and that was the disappointing element. There wasn't there wasn't a point where I thought, actually, you know what, we might have something here. No, there was there was there was like you say, at least at, at Villa on Wednesday, Villa probably started the better side, but Leeds, of course, then got the goal, and and that kind of set up what was a what, what turned out to be a thrilling game. But there, there was no, there was none of that today, really. It just, I think for me, as, as much as Marcelo will refute it, and and we, I think, you know, it, it's very very hard to have a football discussion with Marcelo because of how much more experienced he is than, than the rest of us. But the back three system for me just does, doesn't work. I mean, that was up there with with Brighton away and Southampton away, which which are by far the two worst performances of, of Bielsa's tenure. Uh, of course, Man City away, but I think the trouble with that is that the, the Man City game has has got massive, massively different circumstances because of who they're yeah, playing yeah, exactly. against and, and how threadbare leads were. But today against a you know, a team that were below them in the table, they turn up today and Everton looked every inch you know that the mid table side that their their team on paper should be. Um, you know, we're not. What, <laughs> I'm not in the business of giving Frank Lampard too much credit. I mean, I think all they did was they moved to a 4-4-2 in it, and it just threw leads. Yeah. I mean, it threw us. I mean, we were expecting a 3-4-3 of some description today, as has been the case for Lampard's coaching career um, generally. But he said injuries um, forced his hand a little bit, and, and I think he was, he was well aware that he, he could pin leads back if he played with a 4-4-2 with the two men occupying a 
a three-man backline. And, and as Joe says, we, we saw Robin Cox shuffle back into that back three quite early on. And the one thing Bielsa did admit post-match was that, that playing click where he did was was his his biggest error. Yeah. But with the players he had on the pitch, there was nobody else that could have played there. So I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose I mean, you you put Ailing in the back three, you push Cock forward, but then who are you going to play right wing right back? Wing back. You, I mean, um, that would have required Rafinha to play. You're right picking wing holes back. in it all over the shop. So uh, yeah, you're moving p- pieces all over the place t- to the detriment of the team. And I think that that was the issue today. You know, Dallas went off, and and I mean, the, the team never really picked up. And there was no. I mean, Dallas maybe would have been a better fit than Click in that in that defensive midfield. Maybe yeah, buffer, maybe. But, they didn't have that option, and unless you were willing to make a substitution, you know, click for Forshaw after ten minutes. Forshaw's on, wasn't it? Um, then, then it was always going to be a difficult first half, and and as a result, obviously Leeds couldn't. Re- Every time Leeds came forward, it seemed to be second to the ball, and seemed to give up possession. And they then, were second best at everything. And, on the and Everton just flew forward. You know, they had Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, Anthony Gordon. Uh, who had a very good game, um, and and Alex Iwobi. You know they had that front. They four. were so comfortable, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Leeds were just second best, I think, um, to to put it to put it brutally. If if it's any consolation, pretty much everybody of an Everton persuasion said that's probably the best they've played in as long as they can remember. You know, going back to last season. I mean, yeah. it, that, that's the sort of level they were playing at today. I know it's it's a little comfort, but at least it gives you some context into into how good Everton were. It wasn't just the fact that that Leeds were off it. Everton were considered to have played pretty well today. And they, yeah, I mean, it, it's when it, when you see it in action, it seems so simple. Play with two strikers, press really high, create spaces. I mean, we've seen it with the Man United games. I mean, Man United have beaten Leeds convincingly away from home in the, in the last two seasons, and it almost had that sort of quality to it. Everton didn't quite have the, the quality or the clinical nature of Man United in attack to put Leeds to the sword. But the openings were there. They had so every time Everton came forward, it felt like they had so much space to raid into. Yeah. And every time Leeds went forward, it felt like it just it just fell apart it too early. And, and if it made it to the final third, it just got smothered by Holgate and Keane. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I, I almost can't be bothered to talk about the goals. It's just such <laughs> a it was just such a convincing win for Everton. Um, I mean, unfortunately, where we were sat, we were right behind the hospitality area at Goodison Park, so all the fans would sort of jump up in front of us when they scored. So. I can't actually remember Seamus Coleman's goal. He sort of bundled it in, didn't he? Yeah, so I mean, it comes it comes from Donny van der Beek gets played into the box. That was um, right, yeah, he got in behind, didn't he? Yeah, he gets in behind, and, and once a player of his quality is in behind, and you've got DCL sort of, you know, trying his best to get on the end of something at the at the far post, you, you're on the back foot, essentially. Yeah. Um, so van der Beek plays it across to, to Calvert-Lewin. He manages to flick it back across the face of goal. It's kind of going diagonally, and you know it's just a matter of time before it goes in. And Seamus Coleman, obviously having the advantage of going towards it with his momentum, mm. he diving headers it in, um, and that's that's one nil. Um, and after about ten minutes, that was ten minutes into the game, and you had to say it was coming. Um, yeah, absolutely. The goal was definitely coming, and and the the second goal was just that leads one one really um, conceding that corner free header for Michael yeah. Keane. Tyrone Mings sent a few warning signs on Wednesday night, and Michael Keane buried one. I mean, that's just the way it's been since Bielsa's come in here with the set pieces, reverting to type. And I'm amazed if anything, the third goal took as long as it did to come because Everton, you know, Everton are still a a team low in the division and aren't the finished article by any by any stretch of the imagination, and, and did have their problems with with kind of putting those chances away and almost sort of I suppose they couldn't almost believe how, how sort of dominant they were. Yeah, yeah, it was there was there seemed to be a sense of relief, especially in the fans who were in front of us. It yeah. was it was, you know, celebration but also relief. They were worried today coming in. Yeah, they were, yeah. And and, and they had right to be. They they were on nineteen points before today. They were, you know, teetering on the brink of of a relegation battle and, and now it seems as though if they can play like that every week, 
um, then they'll be they'll be well clear of, of trouble. Um, on the flip side, if Leeds play like that in you know in three, four, five games between now and the end of the season, that's going to cause problems, especially yeah, against teams that are around them in the league. Because as as I've said multiple times on on, on this Facebook live, you know. What Leeds were good at last season, and to a similar extent this year, was beating the teams that were around them. Mm. Now we've seen Newcastle, <clears throat> Newcastle defeat at Ellen Road, we've seen the Everton game here. You know, you need to, you need to, at the very least, match the teams that are, uh, you know, occupying similar spaces to you in the table. And that's that's the worry that I'd, I'd take out of today was that you know Everton were beaten by Newcastle convincingly in midweek. They were not good, mm. and yet. They they came and they were on it from the first whistle and Leeds just weren't you know you would have said based on the performance at Villa that Leeds would be the team on, on yeah, the front foot but absolutely that wasn't that wasn't the case unfortunately and and it never sort of got out of that pattern that was that was the way that the game sort of flowed and it was it was it was very reminiscent of, of Southampton um, from from earlier on this season where it was just 90 minutes that wasn't wasn't going to to go Leeds way yeah they just never seemed to get going today to be honest like it just from from minute one, it, it just just wasn't working. You know, they, I think they also looked tired today. I think that that did play a part, especially as the, as the game bore on. Um, Click was 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 not helped by his position, but he also just looked miles off it. He looked he looked dishevelled. He looked tired. Um, ailing. I mean, ailing is somebody I reflected upon and felt that normally, even when things are going badly, ailing is the one that seems to just drag them through it into something. <coughs> into something a bit better but even he was just misplacing very very basic passes <coughs> excuse me um so moving forward in the side you know, we, we reflected upon the defensive issues they had they couldn't beat the everton press but when they did get forward it, it just, just disjointed there was wasn't it there's was nothing to harrison rodrigo i mean rodrigo's redeeming feature today was he hit the bar twice so that's the only yeah. reason why he, he did marginally better than anybody else but again when you're playing that 3-3-1-3 system, those plays in the central channel, there is so much work for them to get through. I mean, even with Calvin, it's a tough formation to get right. Yeah. Even with Calvin, somebody of his ability, they just about get by. But when you've got Klitsch in there trying to do a defensive role, Bielsa admitted, it just it just doesn't suit him at all. Yeah. So you've got him in there, and then you've got Rodrigo in front of him. You're two of the most offensively minded central midfielders they've got in the squad. It just doesn't work at all. And Rafinha, again, was another talking point. I mentioned this in the post-match press conference. He's a victim of his own success. You know, he's, he's set the bar so high. He's by far the player of the year this season. And when he has you know, three halves of poor football in a row in the space of three or four days, it becomes a talking point. Any other player, it's kind of a throwaway comment. You know, you, you say they're poor and you move on. But when it's Rafinha, you kind of reflect on it and you look for, for reasons why. And Bielsa couldn't really provide any. But no real complaints between either of us that, no. that Rafinha was taken off at the break. No, I mean... I. I, th- I was surprised because, you know, obviously he's, he's an impactful player. He seems player. he's untouchable, isn't he, yeah. normally? But he didn't really do an awful lot in that first half. Now, part of that reason is because there was, it was difficult to get the ball to him. But yeah. it was similar to the Villa game in that you just felt he was kind of maybe just lacking the the, the, the ability to play at the peak of his powers. Mm. Um, and while that's no major crisis, you know, players do dip in form. And, you know, to be honest, he's probably due a dip in form. Considering yeah, how absolutely. Yeah. He's been his bar is so high. Over the past, you know, 15, 16 months. Um but it was it was a surprise, and then obviously the talking point is you know who comes on in his place, and I think a lot of fans would probably have gone with Joe Gelhart to come mm. on in his place, but instead Marcelo Bielsa goes with Tyler Roberts, moves Daniel James out to the right wing, and 
it, I mean, it didn't really change the pattern of the game. No, nothing I, changed in the second I, half. I, I, don't, I don't really know what he expected to change, to be honest. Maybe Robert's been a more physical presence, a more more yeah. of a focal point than James. But honestly, the it was marginal. It was it was really marginal. And they just I mean, couldn't get a foothold at all. They, yeah. just, they just couldn't get a foothold in the game. The only time they got close was possibly in the immediate. Uh, preceding sort of phases before Michael Keane's goal at yeah. 1-0 that was the only point where you thought okay Rodrigo click and, and Harrison are building a few patterns here Rodrigo's threading a few passes into James but as soon as Everton got the second that was it um, and, and as Joe says in the second half nothing really changed really Forshaw just looks overrun he brought up touch more control and class yeah. on the ball as you'd expect him to, but yeah, he's fighting an uphill battle. He was completely overrunning that in that central channel, couldn't really do much to stem the tide. And as Joe said, you know, Roberts isolated. He just couldn't do anything in the game to change the flow of the game. And what could he do? He was completely exactly. smothered by Holgate and, and Keane. It wasn't like there was a hatful of chances into the six yard box that he spurned. You know, he just he just wasn't a factor in the game at all. It was just one of those days, much like Brighton or Southampton away, where they just weren't at the races and as painful as it is, you almost just have to move on because there's yeah, just, just there's nothing to analyse, there's nothing to take it, from it. Put it to one side. They were just, they were just, they were just, they were just playing a different game today, completely. That the, those two teams. I think um, I think one of the things that I noticed in the first half was that the front four that Everton had. So you had Richarlison and, and Calvert Lewin as, mm. as your forwards, and then they had Anthony Gordon and, and Iwobi, mm. not as out and out wingers, but they were maybe they tucked in a little. They were bit. tucked in, yeah. But then whenever the defenders for Everton had the ball, they would push up onto the Leeds um, full-backs or the wing-backs, mm. which meant that Leeds effectively were pinned and had five at the back. back five, yeah. And as a result, that meant that there was a there was a lot of space between the defence and those playing Alan attack. van der Beek um, just, yeah, just exactly. ran the game, didn't they? Yeah. They and ran the game completely. The, and, you know, Alan's good on the ball. Van der Beek is very good at identifying space in between lines. And he didn't have to be today. There was a lot of room for him to pick up the ball. And it always... Whenever Van der Beek was on the ball, it felt as though Click was always at his heels. He was mm. never—he was never the the he was never right on him. side. Yeah, he was um, behind him. And I think as a result, that meant that you know you you had Rafinha and Harrison taking on a, a deeper starting position, and that meant James was isolated. Rodrigo was doing the the job himself because mm. Click was already always tracking back. He had nobody to link up with. Um, so. You know, I don't. Again, I don't want to be giving Frank Lampard too much credit because no. he said himself, you know, that the 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 reason to play four four two was was enforced by injuries. Yeah. And I think if he'd had the options, I think he would have gone with his preferred formation, which might have given us a different game. But I think the the, the two systems one definitely won out in the end, and it, and it wasn't Leeds. In terms of moving forward, then we've we've now got a long week until until Manchester United. Is that game on the Saturday or the Sunday? I'm feeling uh, it's, it's the twentieth, so that would be the Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so Manchester United visitor like Ellen Road. It's it's the match that, uh, to be honest, you've all been waiting for. I mean, yeah. you've been waiting sixteen years to get out of the EFL. Last season got promoted. Season before, sorry, last season first season back. No fans are allowed in. You miss both of the Man United games this season. You get that first bite of the cherry at Old Trafford. Obviously, a select few of you were able to go to that game in pretty haunting circumstances, which I'm sure a lot of us have kind of wiped from my memory now, but this is the one. You know, Manchester United at Ellen Road, into the bear pit. This is where the atmosphere has, has been bubbling towards. And you I mean, they're, they're in pretty shambolic form as well. I know we're talking about you know different sections of the league table and, and vastly different wage budgets, but they are not in form and they can be got at. So it's a long week now, but there's going to be a lot of wounds to be licked in the next few days um of course on our site we'll try and reflect that in the pieces that we write and, and try and dig into what's happened today and, and and look forward fairly quickly so i think a lot of people want to move move forward from now and 
and hopefully if getting some good injury news on Stuart Dallas and Leo Gelder was, was unable to finish the game. Of course, all three subs were made. Um, so he, he went off. Yeah, we're talking stoppage time, really, with, a, with what looked like quite a, a sore knee. Um, and then, of course, you know, Marcelo has reiterated many times now that Cooper and Phillips are going to be the early days of March. So based on his comments, I think it's a bit of a stretch to expect them. Bamford is a complete mystery. And I think Furpo... Sounds like he will be. He will be fit. He probably could have been pushed to today, but it would have been a bit of a risk. But given Dallas's injury, I mean, it's classic Leeds, really. You know, Dallas has injured it, it and, and, and right in time, we've, we've got a left-sided player to come back in. So we'll have to see. We know Dallas is incredibly robust. He's one of those that many of his teammates and, and manager have said does play through injuries, and he, and he did try today, but it was, it was too much for him. But as Joe says, he was able to walk off at least, so he, he's not on a stretcher. He's not had to go to hospital or anything like that. It's nothing too drastic. Um, but, but, I mean, I've not looked at the league table, but you, you've just said before we came on air that it's yeah. not as bad as you as you, as you you might have thought from no, the loss. No, it's not because of other results today. Um, you know, Watford losing um, and, you know, Brentford not pulling away. They only got a point today. So that kind of means that, and, and, and as well, um, as, as we're talking, I think Norwich is still still losing to, to Manchester City. So, um, it, it could it could have been a lot worse in terms of, you know, other teams picking up surprise results. Um, you know, Everton are still below Leeds, albeit by a point, and do have a game in hand. Uh, Newcastle are still below Leeds, and then you've got Watford, Norwich, and Burnley mm. all down there as well, all on similar games, uh, games played. So, you know, th- there are still points to be won. Um, there's still something like just tightens up a bit, doesn't it? It does. It and you just don't keeps want it, to it be just tight. keeps Leeds in the argument where where you know if they beat Newcastle and they win today, then they're suddenly out of the argument, and we're looking at we're looking at a mid-table push, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean. Yeah, it does keep things interesting from that perspective. Um, but I mean, there's there's 23s on Monday. They're in they're in the PL Cup um, against Mansfield. So there's there's actually something riding on that. There's a distraction at least. There's a distraction at least. Yeah, and I think we'll need we'll need some after that uh, after that performance today. I can't imagine there'll be too many Leeds highlights on match of the day. Um, there was, I mean, to be to be honest, if you're going to tune in and watch it, there's two really good strikes from Rodrigo which hit the bar and yeah. fine margins. If those had both gone in. Changes you know, the game. Doesn't it changes it? the game completely, but yeah. it would have been undeserved. You know, mm. they, they they didn't offer very much, but on a different day they go in. But um, yeah, apart from that, I just now now I'm remembering that Jordan Pickford is the Everton goalkeeper. It's like really did not test him anywhere nearly no. enough. He had, a very, he had a very quiet game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we didn't see you before, then we'll see you next Sunday after the, the Man United game. I'm sure we will try and get on air before then, given it is, is quite a high-profile match, that one. So we'll try and reflect that in our in our Facebook Live coverage. But um, thanks for joining. I know it's not, not easy to take, um, but try and salvage what's left of your weekend. Uh, but, but thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Cheers.